Oh, I didn't write a cold open for this one. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're going to talk about McGee and me again because I feel like it. That was Skate Expectations, and this is Mag Godfellas. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm doing real well. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Godfellows, the podcast that challenges you to a skateboarding race. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Hannah, shredding on those things. Ooh, do you want to? You want to try one? No. More? Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to uh, Godfellows, and you know I was listening to old episodes because that's what I do in the off time to kind of see, you know, what worked, what didn't, what should we do? And I was listening to Peter and I was like, man, we, sh we should have him back. And then I remembered hearing that he had never seen McGee and me. So if you forgot who he is, he is an improviser. He is a comedian. He is an actor. He is a very smart person, a very kind person, a very good person. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the show, Mr. Peter Kohanek. <laughs> Peter, very good person. That's what they. That's what they tell me. That's what everyone says. Yeah, Peter, Peter, Peter. How how are you? I'm doing all right. I'm 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 pretty happy to be here. And um, you know, it's it's a it's a rainy rainy day um, when we're recording. But uh, you know what? The sun will be shining upon the skate parks of America, aka sidewalks. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, Peter, I was listening to the Bible Man episode, and you said, I've seen everything but McGee and me. Yes. Because it was always everything. checked out of your church library. I've seen all medias. <laughs> right. Every single one. Quigley's Playhouse, um, the Donut Man, etc. <laughs> um, yeah. No, uh, it's really strange because McGee and me was just one of those, like... You know, because I feel like as a as a Christian kid in the the '90s, early 2000s, you already oh, have sure. the biggest hole in pop culture knowledge. Um, <laughs> and so, if you have even one piece missing from the niche that you're, you know, sort of put into, you're just kind of like, well, I guess that's that's not gonna happen. Um, and McGee and me was just, um, yeah, no, it it just didn't didn't happen. And uh, and I, you know, I'm sure, you know, I have little memories of uh, that I can't recall if it was just like seeing the trailers before Adventures in Odyssey or sure, sure. like actually being at a friend's house and watching McGee and me. But I don't know. It, it also just didn't, you know, watching trailers and stuff for other videos, it didn't really catch me in the same way that the other things Interesting. did. Why do you think that is? Um, I feel like the, you know, my pretentious six-year-old self thought the animation looked corny even sure. though it was the best Christian animation of 1990 something you know um, nobody else was doing it right um, so, could be better could, well no absolutely could be better but for the yeah. for, wh for who the else was period. doing it yeah. you oh, know yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I get you 
but like um yeah no i i don't i don't really know there was another one there was an, a similar series where it was like something great adventures or something where it was like a, a babysitter and the the two kids she babysat and they would go on adventures that were also animated um Drugs. and i posed this question on facebook before and have asked yeah. people and they've told me but I, of course i've totally forgotten it again but that that sort of grabbed me more probably because it wasn't just about one kid all of the cartoon segments were just the cartoon segments sure, it was like people sure. then they would go into the ocean and be fish or something um <laughs> right, okay you, you know yeah just like well, in the bible well, well well and i'll say mcgee like with the exception of this one and the first episode doesn't really do anything for the plot he's usually there like like nick gets into it with someone then storms off to his room and he has to like think about it so mcgee shows up and he's like hey nick and he's just like i'm upset and he's like well instead of being upset you could w look at cartoons and he's like okay <laughs> it's it's weird. Okay. So in this one and another, like I think the first episode ever, it's the only time where McGee has anything to do with the plot. But Hannah, it looks like you found what Peter was referring to. Is this called Secret Adventures? That sounds like it. It would be it. Good call, Hannah. Thank you for that. Mm. Mm. They even a had a chipmunks. <laughs> it looks like a a, a um. Chip and Dale ripoff in one of the in the Christmas episode. That kind of you know, Secret Adventures, McGee and Me. Everybody was trying to cash in on the WB um, Animaniacs, um, sure, Pinky in sure. the Brain, um, uh, Tiny Toons. Everybody was trying, saying, "Oh, two D animation is back. We we have to do something with it." Roger Rabbit, obviously, um, yeah. coming off of that, finally being able to do that. I'm sure on a um, on a on a you know economic scale um where if you're a smaller production you can sort of get a piece of that integration right. In, right. into your stuff um i'm sure that they were like oh yeah no we need a piece of that immediately if that's hot <laughs> yeah so peter having not been super familiar and even questioning if you'd even seen the series going into the show what were you expecting from it as an adult man Sure. So as the appropriate audience for this this children's <laughs> series uh, from 25 years ago, <laughs> probably longer, 30, um, gee whiz, um, I, I definitely perceived it and expected it to be pretty much what it was. You know, there's some moral theme that is um, attached with a Bible verse or a series of verses, maybe a parable. Um, and then from there... You know, this kid suddenly comes into a situation where, oh, wow, it's it's this exact situation that I read about, you know, sure. you know, and, and so just sort of expecting that it's it's going to be pretty straightforward. And then, you know, he, he finds out that, oh, this lesson actually applies to me. What do right. I do? Let me talk to my Jiminy Cricket. I mean, McGee and <laughs> figure out what my conscience says. Right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, so I mean, it, it pretty it felt like it was going to be pretty straightforward. Most of these, most of these shows were, I feel. Right. Well. Well. Then let's let's get right into it. Um, it has been said by Mitchell Dupree and myself that sure. McGee and Me Skate Expectations is the Godfather Part Two of the McGee and Me franchise. And after rewatching the episode, I'll stand by that. Like, and here's my soft preamble: McGee and Me usually. Very rarely rewatching them do I 100% get behind what the message is. It's always like, 
I'm behind the message, but like, ooh, I, I don't know. This was a little messy or sometimes it's just like, wow, you guys really missed. This one was kind of like, if you have a show that's telling kids, because, and Hannah and I, Peter, I'd love to get you involved in this debate Hannah and I were having. It was like very much, how do you deal with bullies as a child? Because, you know, Hannah was watching and she's like, why don't they go tell a teacher? And I'm getting ahead of myself. Audience, if you haven't seen this episode, it's about our friend Nick is back and there's a kid who's being bullied um, because he's smart and he's kind of, you know, your typical 80s nerd, basically. He dresses up as a <laughs> 55-year-old accountant um, the, with a button-up tucked-in shirt. And it's the one kid from Jurassic Park who's like, that's not very scary. Uh, and you think he was in an episode of Glee. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But Absolutely. he's... So this kid is he getting is at least three grades younger than every other kid in that <laughs> classroom. <laughs> so he's getting picked on and Nick decides to step in and challenge his bully to a skateboard race, which we can we can get into the semantics of I the episode. So. But I really hope I, so. But my thing right off the bat, I thought it was actually a pretty good bit of writing when Nick sees what's happening. He goes over to talk to him and Philip goes, don't tell Miss Harmon, but yada, yada, yada. Because I was telling Hannah, like for me as a kid, anytime some other kid would try to step in and help me by telling a teacher, it would get way worse for me. Cause like then the boys like, Oh, you tattled on me. Da, da, da. But it was more like, if you had someone get your back, like if you had someone who was like your age, who was like, no, like, come on, like leave them alone or whatever. That was always more powerful. So I think like there is kind of the question that we're asking about how, what is the best way to deal with a bully if you are like a child or an adult even? Here's my take. Yeah. I used to work in violence prevention professionally, um, a specific kind of violence prevention, but we did teach <laughs> bullying overall. Right. And oh, okay. Bullying is to say this because I don't want it to be like there's no hope but like bullying needs to be stopped before it happens because now especially with like the intricacies of cyberbullying people won't stop like right like it, it takes it's it's a harder effort to stop so in my mind I'm like okay I like what this is happening in the episode but I also think we should tell the teacher I think you should tell as many people as possible because the more that people know the more confrontation's going to happen and Derek's going to be, I don't know, defeated. <laughs> that's the word that came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. But that's the approach I was taking is like, yes, the skate off, Jeff's kiss. Right. Sure. But tell Miss Harmon. Sure. Also tell Miss Harmon. I don't know. Peter, Peter what, do you, what do you think? Sure. Um, I definitely think that I, as a kid, was definitely more oriented to, well, you have to tell the teacher because... Sure. They're the only one who's going to fix it. They're the they're the person in charge. They're the authority, and that's just how I was coded and and, and how I I just sort of behaved in those situations. Um, but definitely, I think my thought was always like, okay, um, I need to be this example or whatever of like mm. I'm going to step in and 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 say this or something. Or if I was the kid, uh, you know, in the the position of the kid being picked on, like. Um, you just sort of like, I don't know. My mindset was always just like, this sucks. Everything they say is right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, 
I think that in in that case, I thought it was really funny that he just said to him, "Give him the wrong answers." Yeah, like really, yeah. like like give just yeah. I don't know, just yeah. mess with him. And that was honestly amazing to see, like just yeah, <laughs> that, that really really funny jokey um you know send up of of that of that bullying trope, and then he actually does it. Yeah. Which is amazing. Which, like, yeah. as the viewer, I'm like, oh, well, of course he's going to do it. And then for Nick to be like, but then he <laughs> did it. I didn't think he'd take which my I- idea seriously. It's like, really? Like, where are the great right. plans? So, so what you're saying <laughs> is you, you gave plans? absolutely no no advice to this kid. Like, you you admit that nothing you said was helpful to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that conversation. Well, even so, it's like, I, I think because, again, I'm thinking Christian show and, like, Sure. how heavy handed some of them can be like I you know it's almost when he goes over to talk to Philip you almost expect him to be like well we got to pray for Derek right now come on here we go like sure you, you know whereas he has like a genuine like moment so it feels like like this feels like a real show in some in some regards like it feels like and by the way the Bible whereas like front and center I think they're dealing with a real issue and they're not just setting it up as like and we got to pray for him. It's like we we have to do something. <laughs> something yeah, I must don't be think done. I don't think I think that definitely Nick had the right instinct, um, like as talking as if he's a real person. Um, he definitely yeah. had the right instinct to like stop like in the middle of it happening, just mm. being like, hey, like cut it out. Like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Instead of like just coming to him afterwards. Um, and then I definitely thought it was interesting that they had the moment when they're all eating together and. Yeah. All the other kids are just like, no, we're not, we're not doing this. Yeah, this is not, not our being fight. Active bystanders. Yeah, right. Which and feels, so, which feels real. Like, which right. is hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, like that. That was a powerful thing. Yeah, like, and even and Nick think, has the one scene where he tries to like rally everybody, and he's like, "Hey, we're all sick of him picket, right, guys?" And no one has his back, and it's like that is, yeah, someone got it. I think that I think that that ultimately is is sort of what you have to, which sucks, but it's kind of what you have to do as as a kid. It's like nobody's, you know, the teacher is going to tell you what to do. You know, your your kid logic brain says, well, of course, the teacher is going to tell me not to bully somebody like, of right. course, right. like that's of course, that's going to happen. Like, of course, right. she's going to say that, but he's not actually going to do it because he doesn't care. Like, it's yeah. obvious he doesn't care already right. that any authority in his life has said don't bully people. He's right. definitely not going to care now that he's being called out for it directly. Also, yeah. that teacher calling him out in the middle of it being like, um, yeah, this isn't very funny. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, idiot, why don't I read your answers? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, you're already pretty stupid most of the time. Um, <laughs> this was really clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Good job, idiot. Yeah. I'd like <laughs> to see you after down. school. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, I wish you saw I, that conversation. I I did have a moment where I was watching like these three boys beat up uh-huh. this child in broad daylight. He's and literally I'm like, like where, six years younger. Yeah, and I'm I like, don't where? Understand. And I was like, where's the this faculty? Where's the faculty? <laughs> like, it's out in broad daylight. Where are all the teachers? Like. Where they're is everyone? Inside. It's the nineties. They're 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 you know, oh those are those are the good old days that I keep hearing about. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, where where you could just do what you want and get hit by somebody and yeah, live your life. Yeah. So so Nick. Well, d- yes, it's just Hannah. Yes, sorry, yes. sorry. I also want to. I have a qualm. Ooh. With sure. With 
the fact that this episode this is, is about... a new segment called Hannah's Qualms. <laughs> <laughs> I, it happens most of the time. Um, but this is an episode about bullying is wrong. Bullying is bad. You know, being a good person and helping someone who's getting standing up for people. Why is McGee bullying the donkey in this Good Samaritan <laughs> short? Because it's an and, animal. It doesn't count. It doesn't well, count. Like, it, you like, can abuse animals. First the needle and then the he Bible. throws him out the window. Well, even to take it a step further, uh, you're getting to where I was, I was heading. I don't think the Good Samaritan was the best story to tie in with the theme of the episode. Because I was thinking, if it's more like Nick sees what's happening and decides he's going to go tutor Derek, and everyone's like, what are you doing? Derek's like a bad guy and none of us like him. Then that makes sense. Messy, but whatever. Whereas if it's just like stand up against injustice or for people who are oppressed, I feel like there's a million better Bible verses but also, I feel like Focus on the Family doesn't really want to talk about that, so they just make it like, here's someone who's bullied and who's beaten down, quite literally in the show, just like the Good Samaritan. And I'm like, um, it doesn't quite track. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to get those theological leaps when you're putting together plots of, of these kinds of shows. Um, <laughs> I felt like... Um, I, I also thought it was just wild how it went from, you should fight him. No, I'm not going to fight him back. I'm not going to show him, like, I'm not going to face him in a contest of strength. Okay, you should do this other very physical thing to prove that you're better than him. Okay, I'll do that. In the middle of the street, where there are cars. In the middle of the street, well, yeah. well, well. Well, uh, that that just bothered irked me to no end. And I felt like, okay, you're not real right. And it, it, it definitely didn't compliment this idea of okay well i'm healing this person or right. i am i am contributing to their um uh what's the word like rehabilitation or as a you know or right it doesn't even hmm yeah it's like <laughs> yeah. If, if 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 the samaritan went after the priest and was like hey <laughs> shut up what you you did was wrong all right anyway so you better not hit Excuse that guy me. who's dying in the street again <laughs> don't do it. that's great don't do it that's great don't, don't go do back it. there he's that's, dead yeah yeah by the way you there's can a, sub a dead donkey but not a, not a dead person on the road. by the by the way there's a subplot where uh nick's sister doesn't want to babysit for a wedding uh that was really intricate and i'm really glad they included that to make yeah. the 29 minute mark <laughs> me too me too. So, Can I just say, yes, Dad yes. could not care less about, first of all, anything happening in yeah. the house. He, yeah. He's not ready to have his uh, side of white bread with his dinner, first of all. Yeah. Second of all. That's the garlic bread. Thank you for the, um, for the listening audience. They, they want us to think it's garlic bread. Apparently. Yeah. So, but then, well, first of all, he's, you know, we're trying to see this show of like, oh, the youngest daughter is using manners and dear old dad suddenly doesn't care about the morals of the children. He's like, honestly, I don't care. Like they yeah. just sat, they sat down. I'm happy with that. And then they, <laughs> then they come say, on everyone. Let's eat. <laughs> but then the second time it happens, it's like, Oh, well, I'm glad you did it that time as if she didn't do it the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she said the words, the little girl said the word stupid, which I was yeah. like, that would not fly. Nope. I that said would not fly thing. in my house. Stupid was a swear word growing up. And mm -hmm. shut up. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, no. Don't yep. even try Can't it. Hannah, yeah. this is a Christian podcast. Can you please? I used to have this shirt with a little dog on it. 
and I would ask my mom, I would say, can I say to the dog on my shirt that Satan is stupid? Or can can I say to the dog, Satan, shut up? Because <laughs> I just wanted to say it. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. And could you? I, I, yeah, she was like, fine. Like, <laughs> oh, thank God. I guess. <laughs> I got to tell the dog on my shirt. That's great. That's great. So, Hold on. I got I to have a word. <laughs> so, so Nick challenges Derek to a skateboard race, which already I was just like, skateboarding isn't like a speed thing necessarily. I mean, there's definitely like an element of it, but it's more about like tricks and stuff like that. Like I was so confused about what exactly was what it was going to be about <laughs> or like it was they would have. And then he starts in the montage. He's timing him. And I'm like, yeah, well, why are they racing? Who, yeah. who does that? I would have loved if it went full Rocky and like Philip just completely abandoned character and started going, you're a tomato. <laughs> I will say though, I it I was very moved by the scene where Philip is just waiting for Nick outside. Cause I remember that as a kid, like when you'd like wait and you'd be like, I hope my one friend shows up so I don't have mm. to like face middle school by myself. So that I was like, it's good. This one is almost like they got a real director to work with the script. Cause there's moments where you could tell he's like, Hey guys, why don't you just say it like how you would say it in this scene and uh <laughs> let's let's keep going. Compared to other episodes where uh you know it's the kids don't feel like kids at all. This Poor one father. This one this I felt was was more Father, when can I go out and be out on my own? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this one was more accurate to the or maybe the writers were just like they really hit a groove and they were like, Yeah, we got it and then Kind of lost they, they, they came yeah. up with the idea of a skateboarding competition, and so that was the second. That was second, and then they actually took time to work on the dialogue and relationship. We're just skating through this I mean, project. I mean, okay. I feel like realistically, the kid who plays Nick, they probably like saw him skateboarding, and they were like, "Okay, like got it." That's a cool thing that the kids are doing. Oh, great! Excellent. So, so, so they have, so they have the race. And Derek and his and his dorks, as as all the children call them, <laughs> this guy who's already low on public opinion, who yeah. somehow has made it up the chain <laughs> with two friends. <laughs> De- De- that's what that's the power of fear. You know, has, if you know anything from Batman, fear. That's Derek. Bad listen, guys. if there's one thing I learned from the Batman is that orphans should not be left in the middle of the road. And orphans should not be eaten by rats. That's true. They have the race. Derek and his dorks cheat. And at the end, all of the the normal kids, they rise up and they say to Derek, No, Nick won. You cheated. We're not afraid of you anymore. And then they walk away. And I was like, you know what? Good. Good for I like I, that nobody listened to Nick when he said, "Hey, let's team up against him." But then the, the like two other characters were like, "Hey guys, I know, I know Nick sucks. I know we also don't like him, <laughs> but please, let's just do this. Let's just get this over with for the good of everybody." It took but, them to get it to get it to stop. But really. but again, I w- I will say it it goes back to that like impressionable. It's like Derek does what he wants and gets people to follow him because it's like, well, he's doing something. So I think this is like, you know, do you want to, like, Nick, do you want to talk about, like, you should stop bullying? Or do you want to do something, you know, like, doing something better than nothing? And it's like, and, like, as a result, the kids see, like, well, he did something. Like, we can, we can get his back a little, a little bit. 
So wow. it was like I let and I love that. I mean it's I love that it's Derek. I love that it's Philip saying to Derek, get lost, you cheated. I was like, <laughs> good, good for you, Philip. Standing up. Let him have it. Let him have Stand it. Stand up. Yeah. Oh the song. Oh the song. Do what you have to, to do. do. Stay tough, cause you're gonna make it through. It gets make rough. the choice. Make the choice. <laughs> the choice is yours. You gotta make the choice. Yeah. I like the uh, stand up, and then it, <laughs> stand, stand up. up. <laughs> he didn't get the first time. But but listen, am I, I want saying you to stand up? <laughs> am I saying that I didn't start crying though when Nick and Phil were walking home, and Phil goes, "Hey Nick, thanks," and carries his skateboard home for him. I was like, ooh. Ooh, I'm getting a little misty. Get a little that misty. That was sweet. Eyed. That was really was sweet. sweet. I'm glad they had that. Yeah, it was a nice moment, and then the episode ends. <laughs> well, actually, excuse me, Zach. Yes. I hate to, I hate to say you're wrong, but we do find out. Yes. That Nick's sister is in fact going to go babysitting instead of mini golfing. Can we talk about the skillful performance of her? boyfriend when he's like hi nick my brother patrick told me that you're gonna race Derek," and i was like what wolf you know patrick we saw him in the back of the third scene (laughs) you could tell the guy's just like trying to remember like his block and his lines and does the you know that's a cool thing your brother's doing not many people go out of their way to help someone like that sarah he is also dressed like a 45 year old man he's dressed like Like, me today (laughs) let's 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 show him as of the mature one. So he's going to be wearing a button-up shirt. The office was a doozy today. And a sweater. Oh. <laughs> and a sweater. Oh, boy. Let then me why tell is he hanging out forms. with Sarah, Hannah? Ooh. Ooh. I don't like that. I like when the bullies, or when Derek walked away, his little minions followed him, with, and they both put their hand <laughs> on their hips. And just, yeah. <laughs> can I? Very can pouty. I, yeah. Can I say I love that they clearly hired like another actor and a less than five kid to be his other his other guy because the one kid does not say a word. Oh yeah! Wow, it was amazing. Yeah, they really did just say nope. <laughs> He's a less than you can five. Have an ad lib. Yeah, that's it. Right? Yeah, let's just keep it keep it short. <laughs> you, you can um, look. You can look. We don't want to get thirty minutes. We want twenty nine. <laughs> I also like that the director didn't call the cut, and so Derek ended up throwing his skateboard twice. Yep. <laughs> he was like, well, I guess I gotta figure out something to do to fill this time. He didn't say cut yet, so he yep. t- picks it back up, and then he throws <laughs> it again. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ever just so mad? <laughs> you gotta throw your skateboard twice. I feel like that was a big theme of these kinds of shows, of like... If you are a if you are the bad guy, you are yeah. going to show little regard for material wealth or or possession. Yeah. Um you are going to show that it doesn't matter if he snapped the, you know, he could have even had a line about like if he snapped the skateboard be like, "Oh, my dad will get me another one." Um <laughs> even though their audience who's buying all of these tapes are fully capable in being in that middle class themselves. <laughs> I know. I yeah. You know Although- what he does really well with bullies uh, caring when their stuff gets thrown. Keeper by the dozen. My latte. My latte. <laughs> My la- <laughs> oh. This I is had- uh, 
this year is the year I defend cheaper by the dozen on this podcast. That I don't. Who's attacking Finally. it? It's about time. I've been Someone saying this since day up. one of the ep- of the podcast. <laughs> okay. When is Hannah gonna get on here and just start defending cheaper by the dozen, starring Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt? <laughs> so this show that I've never said anything bad about in my life, we're gonna okay, cool. The second, the second remake. Or no, oh. the first remake. As a sure. Christian show, Peter, how does this stand up to other Christian media, do you think? Stand Listen, up! Stand up! Stand up! <laughs> Though what you believe in, believe in, believe mm-hmm. in God, he's, he's the, the one, one to back, back you, up. you up. I feel as though, I don't know, obviously it's it's hard to look at it, you know, at, at this point in life versus when I would have actually probably watched it. Um, I don't know. I I feel like it hits all the notes, definitely of the time and and of sort of the style. I feel like they did everything that you know would have seen. That you have your scripture at the beginning, um, <laughs> very clearly cut in the beginning <laughs> of the episode to establish it. Um, yes. I definitely thought it was it was an interesting choice to not have the scripture like repeated more yeah. than like you see it acted out. With with the you know the stuff, but um, with the the McGee stuff, but like yeah. um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I felt like not having it on the screen. I felt like as a kid, Veggie Tales was always really great because I could see the verse, and I yeah. think that made it a little bit more than just. Which is is crazy how that little adjustment by having it on a computer screen made it so much more tangible than mm-hmm. seeing him reading a, a Bible that I can't read from the yeah. screen. You know, sure. Um, and I think that in and of itself is, you know, I mean, who knows if it was a choice or not? I mean, obviously it didn't really fit the format of the show. I don't imagine the other shows did things much differently. It's the same. Yeah. Right. Until they get to the new adventures where they don't even do a verse. Oh no. Yeah. The new adventures, they don't even have a verse anymore. Those heathens. Yeah. Can't believe it. Just like VeggieTales jumping to cable. Mm-mm. They focus on the family. Focus on the scripture. Yeah, Dr. Dobson. <laughs> stop writing your anonymous letters about Barack Obama. <laughs> so this was this is a show as a kid, this was my this, is a this show. was this was this my favorite. This was my favorite. Was McGee and it. me. And I think it was because it felt like Boy Meets World Zero, you know? Like Diet Boy Meets World, even though I think this came out first probably but still like <laughs> that type of show like not boy meets world specific but like the wonder years or or whatever yeah. like sure. it felt it felt like those and i don't know when i when i rewatch them i'm always amazed at like how little there is in each in each episode and i'm For saying sure. like how much like the skating montage in this 29 minute episode like really <laughs> i was like this is taking up like five minutes of your so you only have to do 20 minutes like Wow, okay. And the McGee stuff, too. It's like, I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need any of this, but how would we get to the 29-minute runtime? So yeah, it's, that was it's something one of those that I, interesting things, yeah. I think I imagined was more integrated in the show was mm. was him sh- sort of popping up and being that conscious character. Um, and then the fact that he wasn't as much, like, he very clearly had specific segments where, like, this is going to be a McGee scene. This is yeah. going to be a just McGee scene, or this is going to be a McGee and Nick scene. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I felt like that. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it production wise. I, I get why you would seg- segment it like that. Um, so that you can have those people working on those those specific sections only, but I don't know. It it just kind of felt like, all right, let's let's move it along. Can I say how how hard Hannah and I laughed when we saw McGee looking at that picture of Nick in his bedroom holding a skateboard? Listening, Nick just has a picture of himself holding a skateboard in his sure. bedroom, and I was just like, but why? But why though? <laughs> he needs to remind himself about something he's not very good at. <laughs> um. So that his cartoon alter ego mm-hmm. can shame and humiliate him, so he'll be better. I'm surprised there are more. There aren't more episodes about Nick drawing, like honestly. And oh, you know yeah. now. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I think five year old Zach modeled his life after Nick Martin because, like, I I wanted to. Until I was eight years old, I was like, I'm going to be a comic book artist when I get older because like, I love drawing. And then I went to college for kids and they're like, you're not very good at drawing, but you're good at this acting class that you take. And I was like, OK. Uh, and then I like really got into skateboarding <laughs> like after watching this. And then people were like, you're too tall, like you can't do tricks. And I was like, oh, OK. All right, I'll so keep th- the jeans. <laughs> so th- <laughs> So thank you, Nick, Martin, and McGee and me for giving me false expectations of what I thought my life would be. The titular be, me. Yeah, I thought I would be like John Romita Jr. and Tony Hawk all in one, well, but uh, nope. It sounds like you had some not-so-skate expectations for how your life was going to turn out. Turn out. No, let's try it one more time. Let's give it one more run. <laughs> you feel one good about run. that? Do you, you feel good about that? No. You know what I think, Hannah? You know what I think? I think Zach had a had a missed opportunity there. It sounded like almost like what do you think? It sounds like he might have. It sounds like. Stand I feel up. like. Stand up. Do what he had to do. Not so great skate. Not so great escape. Oh, because of the episode. I was trying to set you up to do it again. <laughs> to yeah. say it again. Say oh. the bit again. Yeah. Do the bit oh. one more time. <laughs> yeah, see. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. So just like when they offered you more lemon heads at a youth group, when I offer you more uh, McGee and me, uh, Peter especially, I would like for you to give me a yes, please, or a no, thank you. So, Hannah, why don't we go to you first so we can give Peter a minute to uh, collect his thoughts here. So, Hannah, I've got a bag full of lemon heads. Would you like them? I'm kind of indifferent about lemon heads, and I think I'm kind of indifferent about McGee and Me. I have noticed that for a show called McGee and Me, there really is no McGee. Just a lot of me. Just a lot of me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean... This was the best episode by far, and I think it had the the smoothest message. Well, uh, Peter, we've got a why not on the Lemonheads. Would you like some? You know, McGee and me, although uh, definitely stationed in the canon of millennial Christian entertainment, I would have been bored to tears because there wasn't enough cartoons. Honestly, as a kid, if, if... if you had something that was animated 
and something that was live action, I would I would pick the animated thing. That was just in my mind like the ideal entertainment. And so, um, honestly, that thinking about it now, that may have been a main driving reason why I didn't want to watch this show was sure. because it was more live action. Um, sure. And so, like, I knew there wasn't going to be as many fun things that you could do with it. Um, because it still had to be grounded a lot more in reality and 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 deal with things and and also just like you only have one cartoon character too <laughs> like okay cool like it it it, it almost becomes as a, in in the kid logic brain it's almost less of a gimmick it's it's sure. not even a gimmick it's like sure. somebody had a, a concept and said okay let's try starting this and then said, "Okay, we're good. Let's let's get it to film." Right. Um, you know, I get I get it, certainly. Um, but I I definitely would would probably say no, thank you. Um, otherwise. All right, all right, and I guess I have the Lemonheads, and uh, you know, I like Lemonheads. They're uh, very tart, though, and. Uh, not always the most pleasant candy to uh, enjoy, but you know what? If it's there, I'm going to take it. And uh, and here's the thing. Like, real talk, real talk. I I really do love an episode, an episode of a Christian show that I think offers something to kids that isn't, you know, that doesn't feel like a banal platitude of just like, oh, well, you, you know, like that actually says something about like, you know, like, hey, stand up for someone else who's being bullied. Because I feel like that's something we say all the time, but we don't ever see examples of it. We don't ever see, like, it put mm. into action. And I think this is one, even though it's a little silly and unrealistic that, like, this skateboard race is going to get Derek to stop bullying him. Like, I like that even the episode goes into, well, that's not necessarily what gets him to stop. It's that someone stood up and did something and it got everybody else to kind of get on board. So I think, you know, I really like that. You do, I don't want to, it's there, but it's not like right out in the open. And I feel like a lot of Sunday school teachers would kind of skate past that and be, skate, haha, would skate past that part about like, you know, when we, when we come together, we can like stand up for, you know, the people who are being mistreated and things like that. I, I wish that it's a message that a lot of churches still stood by, like in this episode about, you know, looking out for those who have less and who are being mistreated. But you know what? Like, maybe they don't want, maybe that's not the intent necessarily about, you know, looking out for those who are not weaker, but those who are, you know, not in the same position that we're in. And, uh, you know, I think that I'm, I'm reclaiming this uh, and I'm saying that, yeah, we have to do our part, look out for the people who, uh, who need our help. And I think this episode says that, and so for that reason, I'll say yes, please. Excellent. I I I love that. I I also wanted to mention, just hearing you say that, um, that it really came across to me listening to this, and you know, just hearing the Good Samaritan story, which is something you know I've heard a billion times, yeah, in in my life, um, growing up in a Christian house, um, and going to church, it also became you know it's 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 pretty well represented in the retelling that like 
obviously this is somebody different than us. Even the fact that they were hate, you know, the Samaritan was hated and he would do it anyway and blah, blah, blah. And so that the, the people of the time would understand like, oh, even if this, this, this race of people that we consider to be bad, um, would do it, we should do it. Um, right. I think what was, what stuck out to me is, um, that this story says in a, in a contemporary understanding um that there are certain there there are certain moral you know things that you can latch onto and 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 present and and take care of other people that go beyond religion and faith and i yeah. think that yes. um i thought it was it was neat that that sort of you know jesus is communicating yes you have this yes you have this this person but like at the end of the day doesn't matter. It really, it does not matter because this person is not being taken care of. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and even at, even at the end, you know, when you look at the story, it's so interesting, like in the different translations, how Jesus says, okay, who was a neighbor to the man? And the response is the one who showed him pity, like the person asking the story. I've always read it as they can't even say the Samaritan, you know, like <laughs> their answer is like, Oh, I don't want to say because they're the bad guys. And it ends with Jesus going like, yep, go, go and do the same. Like, the Samaritan's the hero of the story. Go do what they're doing. Yeah, Jesus, this is a, he, was a, he was a good teacher. That's what they say. <laughs> so we're going to play a game. The 80s was a fun time. Right before the 90s. You might remember. Oh, that's I, when they were. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there. So. Um, and we've had. I wasn't a, invited. A fun uh, ex- interaction with '80s Christian artists Carmen, Larnell Harris. The rest. Keep going. The Gaither <laughs> vocal band, Mark Lowry, sure. on this show. And um, to sum them up in all one word, I would say, cheesy. Sure. Whoa, Anna. Theatrical? Whoa. Theatrical, yes. Theatrical I thought is a nobody word. deserved um <laughs> hey, Car- my word here. Carmen was a performer, I'll say that. Criticism yeah, criticism is fair game. You're right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So I'm gonna play excerpts from AD songs and I want you to tell me if you think they are a Christian artist or if this is a secular artist. This is gonna be hard. Oh my gosh. So if we're ready. I'm ready. I, I was born ready to be in the game zone. Game zone. All right. Here is our game first Game zone. This already feels Christian to me. woo. Who is that, Cindy Lauper? <laughs> I'm not saying. <laughs> this sounds like a Christian 80s song that came out in like 1995. I'm going to say secular. I'm going to say Christian. This song is called Black and White in a Gray World by Leslie Phillips. And it is wow. Christian. Yep. <laughs> That's the most That's Christian title I've ever heard. Do, 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 it's, it's, it's much like do, do, Under Oath, some A Boy Brushed Red Living in Black and White. Wow. Yeah. I had three yeah. meals during the name of that song. 
I took communion three times. <laughs> I took communion. All right. There was something about those keys that, and that guitar, too, that just sounded a little less well-produced. Mm. I feel that. Yeah. yeah. I tried very hard to find songs that are just so similar. Well, 80s vibe was a good way to go because, like, when Christianity caught up, they were obsessed. Oh, yeah. uh, and stayed there. Yeah. Till 1999. Still there. <laughs> <laughs> well, All you right. caught me there. Mm-hmm. Here is the next one. Is this Song of Songs? <laughs> it would have to be. This is a trickier one. You know, I feel as though Christian songs will typically stay away from we... And they will usually just be like you and I, and that's right. it. Right. Unless this is like Sandy Patty is like, here's a song I sang at my wedding <laughs> that's going to be on my album for some reason. Right. I felt like like the flower, any kind of flower analogy is usually too sensual. Yes. Um, but yeah. the word fragrance yeah. is very New Testament. Yeah. Fragrance is what got me. And it was also that little keyboard with that. I was like, ooh, this kind of pulls it one way a little bit for me. Right. Because the 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 guitar sounded very like tight and like um, and very um, uh, specific. It, it felt very specific and like artistic and, and just sporadic enough yes. um, to go beyond that. Worship yeah. music wasn't really doing non-conforming everybody singing syncopated music for another yeah. you know 60 years from 1982 yeah. yeah so what are we thinking pete where are we going i think secular i'll go all right i'll, I'll go i'll go secular <laughs> with this one sorry Thank um you. this song is called our love by <laughs> robbie duke and kelly willard and it is christian Oh, so it, like it's like a married couple. It's a Sandy Patty I sang as on my wedding song. Is yes. what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I'm Yikes. sorry. Yikes! What year did that come out? Do you know? That was 2021. <laughs> I think it's 85. I've never heard of either of those people, by the way. Me neither. Me either. <laughs> Robbie Duke or who? Kelly Willard. And Kel- All right. All right. I don't know. Or like, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to be a little nicer. <laughs> Why am I laughing like By that? By my side. Okay. The next one. Yes. They wanna, they wanna have fun, girl. 
wanna have Casera, Casera. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a yeah, that's a secular song. Oh okay. I was I was gonna say it because the last two are Christian, so this has to be secular unless <laughs> unless Hannah made them all Christian. But Peter Peter said that's a secular song, so yeah, and he knows more than I do. So about heathen culture. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is also secular. That is Lost in Emotion by Lisa Lisa. So that is secular. Okay. Got him. <laughs> Lisa Lisa, the New Jersey queen. I'm a little unsure if you'll know this. Is it Butterfly Kisses? I'm enjoying this too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. got that Duran Duran <laughs> sound. Hungry mm-hmm. like the world. I, and like, right, again, exactly. to, to go with Peter, I, I before you said it, I was thinking, I'm enjoying myself too much. <laughs> this can't, I'm vibing. This can't be. <laughs> it has to be secular. Yeah, I think the drums and the, the synth make yes. it make it just too cool. Mm-hmm. And that little, see, he does at the end. I'm like, oh, he can sing. Right, this is not a song that you are expecting a congregation to be able to sing along with you. No. Oh, I'm sorry, Hannah. I'm sorry to say you should not be singing this the next time Tomorrow. you worship. Yeah. Next one. Wait, well, you okay. didn't say what it was. Oh, yeah, it's not Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it by? What is that? Who is that? That was Just Another Day by Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. Love Tim Burton. Here's the next one. Christian. When I was in middle school and high school, I loved music so much that every time I'd go to a Christian bookstore, I would just run over to that bin of cheap CDs and buy them all. They all sounded like this. (laughs) Where it's just like you have the long intro and then you have the verse which doesn't match the energy of the intro at all. And it's weird. I'm going to go Christian on this one. Yeah, I feel as though the beginning is too... um, (laughs) This is me reflecting on my troubled life, and this is me coming out from, you know, hey, and then the verse comes in and it says, hey, do you know? Yeah. Yep. Do you know? Let me tell you about this thing, because that's that's evangelical culture. That's like, mm-hmm. hey, I have this secret that, because it's 
maybe because it's based in sales. What? Um, <laughs> but it's saying, hey, do you know I have that thing that you don't have? Let me give it to you. Mm-hmm. It, this seems like I could see a choreo drama being done to this. Do you know, Hannah? What is this? Is it- uh, this is not Christian. What? No. That is on a I demand romance. A, I demand a recount. <laughs> Somebody get Mitch on the line. <laughs> I don't think in good conscience I can say the name of the band Please. on the record. Well, well I can't edit it out. Does what it have it? the word stupid or shut up in it? Here's the last song. Christian. actually the Wii music. <laughs> nice shot. <laughs> Good yeah. on. This is Lionel Harris. This is Lionel Harris, isn't it? I knew it! This is Lionel Harris! You can't fool me! I'm going to say secular at this point. Um, really, there's no other way to know. <laughs> I would recognize that voice anywhere, Hannah. Well, the very bad. of all this music, I'm going to seduce you with the gospel. <laughs> that snare drum, you can count on that thing coming in. Now two and four, no matter what. <laughs> That's yes. Lornell Harris, yes. That was beginning with you. Beginning with you. Beginning with you. Wow. Beginning with you. By Larnell Harris. Hey, how did we do on that one? I feel like not super well. I think that was 10 out of 10. (laughs) I honestly think it was 3 out of 6. All right. Not bad. bad. You know, on a test for Mrs. Harmontown, (laughs) um, it would have gotten an F. It would have. It would have. Oh, why didn't we talk about the fact that um, Nick did really well on one part and then just totally bombed the Bomb. other. <laughs> really creative map, Nick. Oh, yeah. C plus. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to talk about like how he did like poorly. Yeah. And then it was like, no, he's not the focus of this. Uh, in conclusion, folks, uh, <laughs> McGee, and, McGee and me, hey, I love it. You might too. So if you are, you know, of age... <laughs> Watch if you show. are a child in the 1990s, <laughs> yeah, give it a go, try. go ahead and watch this one, and uh, honestly, tell us what you think. I would love to hear your your thoughts, everybody. But you know what? I would love to hear, Peter. I would love to hear about anything exciting that you have going on in your life now that you would like to plug. Uh, no, I don't have anything exciting in my life. Period. Uh, no, um. Um, like I'm going to a couple more weddings in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's that time, I guess. Um, you guys actually were the the beginning. You were the beginning of the season. Congratulations on inaugurating that for me. I appreciate that. (laughs) No, I mean, other than that, I I don't really have anything else uh, uh, coming down the the pike at this time. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you can check me out at at Peter Kohanek on um Twitter. That's uh. Peter K O C H A N E K, um, and the real Peter Kohanek on Instagram. Um, which even that, I'm not really posting a lot of uh, personal content other than my Wordle score every day on Twitter. 
Um, <gasps> woo, woo, woo. Let me tell you, um, did you see that I got a one the other day? No. I did. I did. I was very proud of myself. Mm. That is that is the exciting thing happening in my <laughs> life right now. Uh, is that I got a one on a one wordle. Um, other than that, keep an eye on those socials. Um, working with a couple things. Um, I got a new job, so hopefully that oh, uh, nice. that works out soon. Hannah, is there anything you would like to plug? I would, <laughs> like shoes. always, like to plug the East Hills Mall, <laughs> where you can get new shoes, haircuts. For what? Huh? For back to school. Oh. Get yourself back to school. Get yourself an outfit. Um, no, I'd like to plug at Godfellas the Pod mm. on Insta. Mm. Um, I'd like to plug at Hannah Furman underscore oh. on TikTok. And I would oh, like I'm to on, plug. I'm on TikTok too. Zach, shut up. Um, I'm on TikTok <laughs> too. Um, at um, I don't even know my own TikTok handle. I forget that I post on TikTok sometimes at because I'm PK. Mm. Um. Uh, I do create content from time to time and and watch <laughs> Hannah's nail reviews. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I would like to plug. Um, hey, if you like movies, while it's still in theaters, make sure you go see everything everywhere all Absolutely. at once because it is I need very to. very good. Uh, I would like to plug. Uh, I don't have. I you know I don't think I have anything. I think Hannah said it all. Yeah. You look very sad when I when I said that. Oh no! I was oh, just trying to oh! Think. I uh, I'd like to plug if you play uh, if you've played Lego Star Wars on the Switch, uh, and you want to help me, I'm really struggling. But until next time, I've been Mister Zach. I've been Mrs. Hannah, and I've been Mister Peter, as always. Well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home, but I hope. You know, friends, you're never alone. God, fellas, never say die. But for now, fellas, we'll say goodbye. God, fellas, never say die. But for now. One if, other if quick only. thing I want to mention about the episode yes. is in we we watched a I'm guessing you guys watched the link that you sent to me, which was the VHS scan of the series um, of the episode. And in the they, they do a teaser of the whole Wait, series. Hold that's it. Released. Stay right there. Right. And <laughs> every single episode up till this one is like. Hey, this is the thing where Nick goes to here and does this. This is where Nick goes here and does this. This one has an exciting skate competition. And yep. then this one, and like that's it. The next one is <laughs> a tornado. <laughs> <laughs>